Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and we are officially in February, and that means that this first episode is going to be on love and relationships. Um, today, I have on Natalie Marua. That's how I'm going to say her last name. I'm pretty sure she told me. I mean, she's from Argentina, so she probably said it really cool, and I was like, oh, yeah, I could totally, I could totally do that. Um, and I did my best. Okay. So that's where we're going with Murua. Um, it's a fun episode, really fun. I like episodes that we get to kind of gravitate a little outside of chiropractic sometimes, you know, we, we can be well-rounded individuals. Um, but I really liked today's approach because, you know, I make every episode about me and I'm in a relationship. So I was like, okay, well, this is great that we can talk about dating and relationships, but like, what about me? And so we talked a lot about how women that own their own businesses, they can deal with like balancing the masculine, the feminine. I'm not, I don't want to spoil it. I've already said, I've already said too much. I've already said too much. So hang in and we're in the mood. So, but before we do that, did you guys by chance see the article that Marie Kondo has given up on keeping things tidy. I may be paraphrasing. I may be over-exaggerating even. Um, but yeah, no. So if you don't know Marie Kondo, she has been making me feel guilty about the mess of a house that I live in uh, for years now. And now she said she gave up because she's realized that enjoying her children and those experiences are more better. More better. So there you go. Uh, but legit, if you did come to my house... Currently, what you would see is that, oh my God, I, I should need to post a picture to prove to you that I am not making this up. So you would see our cute house and, and on our doorstep, you would see a moldy pumpkin that is smushed and covered in a foot of snow. Then you would see my fall decorations that I just scooched out of the way to put up some Christmas decorations. You would then see the wreath that I made hanging and then the wreath that I bought from the hockey association out of guilt, but I didn't know where I was going to put it. And so when I brought it home from work, I just threw it on the rocking chair. Um, yeah, I, you can't make this up. 
So anyway, I, I don't know if Marie Kondo could ever save me, but that's that's the life I'm living in right now. And of course, what I want to do now is go fix it, but it's negative 14 out. I was negative 14 this morning. I, I It might be like a balmy negative five now. So I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I also, when I was driving home last night, saw that we are the only house with Christmas tree lights on still. It is January 31st. Do I care enough to go outside and unplug them? No. No, I do not. So we will just be that family that carries on with our moldy pumpkins and our Christmas decorations until it's at least 20 degrees or or warmer. Uh, it is funny, though, because I saw on Instagram all of these Texan clinics that are closed because it's like 30 degrees down there. And I get it. I get it. You're not set up for this. Um, but it is just really funny that, you know, I'm like, kids wear extra gloves because if you have to go outside today, if it gets to zero degrees, they'll send you outside. So make sure you have your extra gloves, be prepared, get your ass to school. <laughs> We're not canceling school or clinic or anything like that. It's just another cold day in Wisconsin. Okay, so um, let's see. What kind of announcements do we have? So this month on the Patreon membership, we are covering um, – the big topic is on branding and culture and how to attract your ideal new patient in there. So go check that out. That's under the Roadmap to Success. So every month that Roadmap to Success gets that live call, and this is that call. We're going to be talking about branding and culture and attraction, not only attracting your ideal new patients, but also like attracting your ideal CAs, your ideal associate. How, what are you doing to be a magnet to bring people in? And then of course, if there's a 20 minute marketing moment in there. Last month, we did a little training on chat GPT, which is really cool. This month, I'm going to be debriefing um, the two pivots that we added to our marketing um, this month or this year. So one is we're doing two-day online free masterclasses. We did our first one in January, so I'm going to be walking or talking through how that went um, and like what worked, what didn't, what kind of pivots I'm going to make to the next time we do a two-day masterclass, and then also talking about um, the number one thing that we are doing this year to get our PVA to three figures. Um, we run a PVA somewhere between 65 and 70 on an annual basis, which I love. We've done that for years, but I would love to get to 100. <laughs> now I could, and this is where my husband would say, you know how to get to 100? Just stop taking any new patients. If you don't add new patients and your PVA stays nice and strong. But I tell him, Kirby, stop it. Stop being difficult. Okay. Let's see. Oh, one more thing. Yes. So I don't know what you're doing on May 5th and 6th, but if you'd like to go to Orlando, um, I am heading down to, so if you go back, rewind, rip, I'm the worst at ads. Go back to December and listen to the date night with Kirby and me and Dr. Stephen Franson and his wife, Camilla. Um, so Dr. Stephen Franson is a part of the Remarkable Practice, and they have a two-day practice growth masterclass that is happening in Orlando, May 5th and 6th. Um, and I, I kind of knew I wanted to go already because... I like taking my team to conferences and it's been a minute since we've gone to one 
And then when I had him on and he was just so like, whoa, full of knowledge, I just knew it was going to be worth it to go. So our team is going down there. And when I said like, hey, since you're on the podcast, can I get a free ticket to give to somebody? (laughs) They said, yeah, sure. Why not? We like you. So I do have uh, what's called the golden ticket. No, chill out. I don't know how I'm going to give it away yet. I'm really just more like priming you to say like, hey, check your calendar and see if you can be there. But the cost to attend this event is $1,500. Well, it's actually $1,497, but you know. I rounded up and I'm going to be able to give away a free admission to this uh, two-day practice masterclass. So it's on creating and collecting your ideal patients. Go check out the event and pay attention because I will be giving it away sometime in February on Instagram. And if you're like, hey, Lauren, for real, how do I like make sure I don't miss that? Then just shoot me a DM if you're like extra worried about it. But I think it's going to be really cool. Come hang out with me. Maybe our team can get dinner together. Okay. So, Natalie Marua. Am I saying it the same as I started it? Sometimes I start changing things. I was just proud of myself because she has a beautiful accent. And I have this weird thing. Um, I think my, so Enneagram threes are chameleons, uh, to a fault. And I think one of the ways that it actually shows up is when I'm talking to someone, if they have like, not even an accent, like a dialect that is like they enunciate clearly, or they go to pacing within five minutes of talking to them. I, my brain starts to change the way that I talk and it, it can be really embarrassing because in my head it's very obvious like, oh my God, what are you doing? Stop it. Uh, so I did not do that. I did not turn into an Argentinian accent. Um, so don't worry. I didn't embarrass us all. But anyways, so Natalie Marua is a dating and relationship coach. So she has been working on a program called the Epic Love Accelerator for almost three decades now. And it's been a long, fascinating, practical, spiritual journey that she is sharing with people she works with. She's been obsessed with human behavior since the age of 14. And her academic formal training started at 17 when she enrolled in a university to be a psychotherapist. So the schooling got interrupted for a few years to evolve into a more comprehensive healing and spiritual practice. And that deep exploration allowed her to become an expert in the best Western and Eastern approaches to love, relationships, and life. The journey has transformed her beliefs about herself and what people are about and the essence of human goodness and how we all relate to each other and how much transformation is possible for each of us. Her deepest joy is to see her clients get a breakthrough in their relationship. And she says her superpower is turning women from fear lovers to fun lovers. So if you are called to work with her and see the love, happiness, and true freedom that is in store for you, book your free discovery call with her and we will have that link below for you. So let's breathe. Connect with that heart because it's February. It's heart month. Um, Interesting story. Okay, we'll get to the prayer. Uh, So I was working on my heart chakra for years. Anytime that I would do a meditation or work with a spiritual leader, they talked about my heart chakra. And I feel like I have, I mean, honestly, the podcast has been a 
big help, a big help of just being, having a safe place to be vulnerable and raw has helped. And so I feel like my heart chakra is doing a-okay, but that sucker moved up to my throat chakra. And so I can definitely tell I'm blocked there. But I mean, how do you clear a throat chakra? Like talking, right? Like if somebody's got a throat chakra that's all jammed and discombobulated, because that's what chakras do, right? They get discombobulated just because they're not saying something. But I say everything. Like I literally say everything. I'm a verbal processor. I say things I don't even believe. And then I come back and I change my mind two seconds later. (laughs) I was on Facebook yesterday and Jim Chester, who is a podcast host, um, he posted something on his Facebook group that said like, what's something you could talk about for 30 minutes? And I almost wrote like literally anything. I could talk about anything for 30 minutes. Like, yeah, no problem. I could figure that out. Anyway, where was I going with that? My throat chakra? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Everyone take a breath. We were about to pray. (sighs) Connect with your chakras. Where do you feel tension right now in your body? Is it in your heart, in your chest, in your throat? Is it in your jaw? Relax your eyebrows. Keep your eyes open, open if you're driving or running or doing anything important. Take some breaths and let just spirit guide you to relax and connect. Connect with yourself first. Feel your feet, whatever they're touching. Feel your butt if you're sitting. Just connect with yourself. I believe that the relationships in our life are here to help us in our journey. And one of the number one things we can do before we start focusing on relationships with others, whether that is our mom, our children, our husband, our friends, whether we are looking to bring in a new relationship into our life, it has to start with self. And it's so corny and cheesy, but like just let this work. Do what it needs to do. Even if you are a not if you're not single, if you're happily married, like just listen and take in this information and where can you be better? Where can you show up as the best version of yourself for everyone? in your life and just continue that spiritual growth towards a more loving person and just shine white light into the next person you see. I don't care if it's the Starbucks person and they made your coffee wrong. By the way, have you had the pistachio? Oh my God, it's so good. Just make that your mission. Don't look at the big mission of I'm going to be a more loving person Just look, take it one step at a time. The next human being you encounter from this moment, picture a beam of white light from your heart into theirs and make them smile. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, here is my episode, the love and relationship coach, Natalie Marua. Have you ever heard of the Enneagram? Do you know what that is? I have. I have. Do you know what your Enneagram is? Uh, I did it, being honest with you, as part of a coaching. I was being coached by for my business, actually. Yeah. And she made me do it. Okay. But in all honesty, I have been studying the human mind and soul and heart since I was 14. And I'm almost 50. So I don't really get too excited about those things. <laughs> Got I, it. 
are like uh, being vegan or keto or you know yeah. it's it's interesting it's fun whatever but my learning experience of all these years and my colorful experience with all these people I have worked with thousands of people um, it tells me that I for my personality I don't like to put people into boxes right but I understand completely how attractive it is yeah okay I am like was keto because I can eat cheese so yeah so it's it's helpful I think it's a, it can be positive but I don't really do any of that my my um, background is in psychology okay uh, so I, I went to university to be trained as a psychotherapist and then um, in my early 20s I also started studying um, eastern philosophy okay so I have pretty much gone to the source. I have read all the classics mm -hmm. and all these things are, they come from there. Yeah. So when some, like a client the other day, she texted me about a method and I'm like, oh, I think you will love it because it's so much you. Well, yes, because they all, you know, we all, I did that too. I mean, I am standing on the shoulders of giants. I didn't invent anything, you know. I, I, I learned it and I made all the mistakes and more, literally everything, all the mistakes. And then, you know, I kind of got my act together and, and you know, I, I have been happily with my husband for almost 14 years. So, but um, yeah. So I don't know if that I know I am I am a little bit different, but it's when you when you have that for how long have you been doing what you're doing? The chiropractic or the podcast? The chiro your business. Uh 12 years. 12 years. Mm -hmm. So bro, you have a lot of experience. Yeah. Yeah. So and married for 12 years. My husband and I, so we I graduated, we got married in September. I graduated in October and we started a practice in December. So, so you are business partners and married. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a chiropractor, but he runs all, I, I make the money and he does smart things with it. So I am not broke somehow. <laughs> and what? And I broke? said, otherwise I would be broke. Oh, I would just like spend all my money and okay. not know what to do with it. Oh, what, are you broke? <laughs> no, okay. Well, yes, so you're a business partners. You're a business partner. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, I mean, and we have, I mean, you know, we've got two girls, eight, oh, and, ten, eight and 10, and we don't just have one business. We've got like four businesses that we run together. And it's always been that way. It's always been business partners. And like, he's definitely, I don't know if I believe in soulmates. Do you believe in soulmates? I do, but in, in my meaning, it's probably not what Hollywood movies. Okay, we'll come back to that. Um, so he's as close to what I would say if, if God was- You already have a soulmate. Like he's, he's a great, he's a great partner and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah definitely. I'm excited to talk about the balance between workaholism and, you know, you don't, you don't 
subscribe to these boxes, but another box that I'm in, besides being an Enneagram three, which typically is like kind of a workaholic, is a manifesting generator. Do you know what human design is? I know of it. Okay, so I here's another. I am yeah. a nerd and I I take all the classes. I have more certifications and I am really, yeah. so I, I know, I am aware of things, but I don't subscribe to anything. Yeah. So, the only thing that I subscribe with all my soul is um, psychology, like a positive psychology. I do neuroscience. I do, I like NLP. I am a master NLP practitioner. I do like that. So I do have my things that I like, but none of them are about telling somebody who they are mm -hmm. and what they are destined to be. And because God is good, I mean, I'm not religious, but I believe in God, in the universe, yeah. whatever. I'm very spiritual because, you know, if we have something, the universe is going to throw us challenges to, to, to see how how strong we are on our conviction. My next door neighbor is a tarot reader. And she, you know tarot? You know, maybe, I don't, I, no, you know, I actually don't know what that is. It's astrology. She reads Oh, tarot card yeah. reader. Okay, your accent kicked in real strong. I know. Like, and wait a minute. That you I gave actually me don't that know what you just said. Tarot card. Yes, tarot card reader. Great, Lauren. You keep doing that. You give me. You gave me that look that I understood. Wait, great. what did you just say? <laughs> so, it's good if you gave me that look because I will repeat myself. Or I, because my pronunciation is. I I learned how to speak English on my own reading, so I know a lot of words. But I don't know how to pronounce them sometimes. That's okay. So your neighbor is a tarot card reader. Oh, she is a tarot card reader. And she tells me things like, well, if, if it's not on the stars for, or on the planets for my client to find her soulmate this lifetime, it's not going to happen. Oh, I don't I like that. I am here having a mini heart attack. Mm -hmm. I, we stopped talking because I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't shut up. Yeah. I couldn't tell her that goes against everything I believe mm -hmm. in life. I believe in possibilities. I believe that we do, we can always change. We can always try different things. We can, you know, and telling that to women, I think it should be illegal, being honest yeah. with you. Should be yeah. playing out illegal. And she's successful. So, I mean, it's yeah. like telling someone like, sorry, it's not in your stars to have a baby. You're Correct. So how did you get into like, uh, with, you know, all of your background in psychology and Eastern philosophy, how did you kind of decide to um, work in the realm of love and relationships? Well, that's a great question because actually I, I could have done anything I am. A, I have. I. I have had business. I have been an entrepreneur since I was super young, a teenager. I moved out of a country, you know, with nothing, without even speaking the language, and made it. Uh, I survived uh, eating disorder. You know, I had a very colorful life. Mm -hmm. um, so I could have gone anywhere, and uh, but. The main thing, as a woman, my experience of life, when I looked back, was always 
it, it, there was like a common thread, like a golden thread that was going through every experience of my life. Like the eating disorder, I got it because I got scared of men. Mm. I was 15 years old and I had a very hot body and men started to approach me and I got scared. So I gained weight. So it was relationship. Uh, mm. You know, I moved out of my homeland because of my family. They were driving me crazy and I, I didn't know how to handle them anymore. So I say, I, I either leave them or I'm going to, I don't know, this is not going to end up well. They were very abusive. So every single thing, the business, the my entrepreneurship, you know, having businesses in such a young age, it was because of my relationships. You know, I wanted to buy things and my parents, they weren't giving me the money. So I had to go out and work to pay for my clothing, you know, when I was 14, 15. So it was, the thread was always relationships. And then I sucked at romantic relationships. Oh my God, I dated quite a bit on my 20s. They were all great guys, but it wasn't working for me. It wasn't working. I was always feeling like it wasn't the right guy. It was never the right guy. It was never the right guy. They were great, all that, blah, blah, but never the right guy. So until I met my now ex-husband, and that was in my early 30s, when I was already in the States. Ah, and that, by the way, I had done therapy like six times. And it didn't help. It never helped me. It it helped me a little bit, but nothing really foundational, nothing really moving. So when I moved to the States, I got into coaching. I discovered coaching. And that's when I had what they now call an awakening, which I think is such a big word. I didn't it's know. A word. It's a big word. And I didn't know about that word 20 years ago. But, you know, now I know that's what happened to me. I woke up. I was like, wow, you know, this is it. This is what my life is about. This is it. All those years of studying, reading 10 hours a day, books, and, you know, and all that, didn't, information doesn't equal transformation. And that is truth. So through going through the experience of coaching for on a retreat for four days I really everything made sense it was like all the pieces came together and my ex-husband was uh abusive and um not not from the beginning of course but it became abusive so I was trying to figure it out you know how to what to do because when when you when I I was in that abusive relationship the first thing that suffered was my self-esteem and my self-confidence. I lost it. I literally lost it. And this is a woman that moved to the States with a piece of luggage, mm -hmm. $700 in my pocket and not speaking the language, you know? So I had plenty of confidence and, and courage and faith and all that, but it was, I allowed him to banish all that. I became like a Barbie doll pretty much mm. completely empty and uh, so thank god 
I found him with another woman in my house. So that Thank was, God, you know, just like your normal. Well, it was a gift. It was a gift. Do you feel like that gave you the like, okay, permission. now I'm going to leave? Yes. That was like, okay, I can take all the abuse. I can take all that. I'll take it. Remember my family? Mm-hmm. So my family was abusive. So I was used to that. I hated it. I moved out of a country because of it, but I managed to recreate it here. Yep, you absolutely did. But I did the patterns. So I said, oh, thank God, this is my way out. I saw it as, because cheating was, I grew up Catholic, so cheating was not acceptable. All the rest was acceptable. All the rest. Totally fine. This, you crossed the line, buddy. You crossed the line, dude. So that was, um, so that was a big, big thing in my life because that's when I decided to stop. I literally stopped and said, okay, Natalia, what is the common denominator in your life? What's up? What's going on with all these relationships not working, becoming abusive, da-da-da. I was 32 at that point. And I said to myself, it's you, you, you are the common denominator, you are the thing. So um, I recognize the pattern and I ask for help. And that is my, one of my superpowers. My, my first superpower is I always ask for help and I cannot even take credit for that. It comes with me. I never had... Uh, a lot of women have shame when we are uh, when we get in a situation where we don't like it or we we are not happy in the relationship, things are not going our way. As women, our default mode is we shame ourselves and we don't speak. Right, and we therefore we don't have help. Therefore, we just go down more down, down, down on the downward spiral. So when you say you asked for help, like you asked friends for help, you asked God for help. I hired a coach. Okay. I hired a coach, a relationships coach. And and at the same time, I had a couple of friends uh, that were uh, were starting to become a relationship Mm -hmm. coach. Uh, twin sisters that I'm still friends with them and they are still dating and relationships coaches like 16 17 years later and they're awesome like if you're not gonna hire me hire them because they're amazing Um, and yes so they asked me to help them so I started to help other women and um, and, Are and mm -hmm. are most of the women who hire or most of the people not even just women but like are most of the people who seek out a relationship coach single and not wanting to be single uh I work with all kinds of women I work with women that are single and uh, want to get married I am kind of my coaching program in if they are single is for women that are looking forward to get married. Mm-hmm. I am uh, not into games or, you know, helping women to date and become serial daters and, and all that. 
It's getting them ready for love, for a great guy for them, for their forever soulmate. Mm -hmm. that's, that, that's the intention for the single women. Now, when I, so, and those women, they come in, they're all in a different space, but um, a lot of them are coming from a breakup. Okay. A lot of them. Like they just were in a, a toxic relationship for, I don't know, six months to years, 10 years. And uh, so they hire me to kind of either heal that and not make the same mistakes. Hi, friends. I wanted to take a quick break from the episode to make sure you all know about the cool stuff we have happening over on Patreon. This is a platform where I can offer you extra content, behind the scenes interviews, quick trainings, and exclusive trainings answering your exact question live, back to back with me. It's a way for me to more directly interact with you and post some fun things that would never be in the normal weekly episodes. To check out what we're doing and to sign up, click the link in the show notes. Hey, She Slayers. I just wanted to take a moment to ask you, have you heard of PX? I don't know. Have I mentioned them before? <laughs> so they're practically everywhere these days. And I am so excited to have them as a sponsor on our show because they are on a mission that I can seriously get behind. So Dr. Tony and his team have designed a pediatric, prenatal, and family chiropractic training program that has online and live event training opportunities to learn step-by-step -step the science, clinical protocols, and business systems behind building a thriving pediatric and family chiropractic practice. Now, here's what's extra cool. It doesn't matter if you're a student, startup, or practicing chiropractor. I mean, I am a member and I've been in practice for over 12 years now. Each and every bit of their training is applicable to you and where you're at. I've been a part of PX for a while now, and I can say that there's no one better in the space to lead you and to lead this profession than Dr. Tony and his team. If you want to take your practice to the next level in serving more kiddos and families in your community, then you must check out PX. I will drop a link in the show notes so you can head over to thepediatricexperience.com and let them know She Slays the Podcast sent you there for a special little bonus. Hey, She Slayers. So many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain-based model to a thriving subluxation-based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's insight scanning technology. The insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talk to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is 
Are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Hey, She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me, and I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well-Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories. They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality, as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well-Aligned has you covered. All She Slayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. Okay. So question. So, okay. So I'm picturing and tell me if this is completely inaccurate. So I feel like there's like two and gosh, I really don't want this to be. So I'll continue to say like men or women. Um, but traditionally I don't picture men super desperate to get married. Um, so anyway, somebody comes and they are wonderful. They are absolutely wonderful, like very self-aware. They just haven't found the right person. Okay. You do work with them. I want to talk about the other person that hires you and has no idea they're the issue. Like, because I've, I've done some coaching with chiropractors who struggle with relationships in their office. And like, literally in a 10 minute phone call, I'm like, Oh, I know the problem. <laughs> like, but there's not. So, how do you kindly bring awareness to someone who's maybe not aware that they are the problem? <laughs> well, that's an amazing question. And it has a couple of levels of answering um, now that I am thinking about it. The first level, you'll hate it. So you won't like my answer, oh, but I have to give it because it's my belief and it's my uh, my way of working. So in my line of work, nobody is a problem. Okay. These women, they don't need to be fixed. Wow. They are perfectly whole and complete as they are. They, they just have different levels of self-awareness there is a spectrum and different levels of competence when we are trapped as women in an immature way of relating we don't learn Mm -hmm. skills and capabilities to be able to be in a successful long-term relationship with a great man so there is that Okay, that I am not a fixer upper. I see them as whole and complete. And that's the bottom line for me. Yep. Okay, I like that actually. 
Okay. So now that that's out of the way, the way I coach is it's it's a culminate. It's my baby. I don't have kids. My program is my baby. It's thirty years. It's the culmination of thirty years of studying and experiencing everything that relates to the human being. And by everything, I mean their mind, the biology, which includes hormones and all that, mm -hmm. their heart, and their soul. So my program is super comprehensive. We attack in a way, or we approach every single area that makes us women. And when we do that, we do it through a 12-week program and the beginning, and it's structured in a way that we go from being confused and lacking self-awareness and lacking skills and capabilities of how to be in a successful, um, healthy relationship long-term. We start to work on that. So I teach them and I show them and through the coaching sessions, we bring awareness to that. The things that they have been doing that they don't know are playing against them. Okay. So I show them all that. We work on their fears because the, some things we know as women, we know that if we yell at the guy and we throw him stuff, like I used to do, I used to throw the guy's dishes. One day I destroyed everything that was on my counter and I love those things. I had bought them, but just throwing <laughs> it at them, you know? So I know that. And that's why I'm saying, I, if I haven't done it, my clients have done it, I have a lot of experience, nothing will surprise me. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure where I was going, but we need to learn, uh, you know, to to recognize what we have been doing wrong, mm -hmm. not wrong, but it doesn't work for us. Yeah. My line of work is not a moral kind of work, which is, I don't, I don't say good or bad. Right. I pretty much said what works. Yeah, I'm learning that with you. You don't like boxes or labels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're so unique. Yeah. I want to switch from to uh, something that's more relevant to me because I messaged you right before going like, okay, so I'm nervous that I'm not going to know what to ask about dating relationships because I've been married for 12 years and you were like, well, in my experience, women who are building a big business tend to struggle with intimacy. I'm like, well, I feel seen. Okay. So, <laughs> so what is, what would you say the biggest common denominators or you know like thread universal threads that you see when you are working with someone who's married but is a very driver type personality as a female okay so you mean a woman that is not happy in a in her relationship she's married and she's very driven in her yep. business and mm -hmm. she's not happy in the relationship well, just maybe not even that, but just like, what kind of things do you see with women who tend to put, we don't want to say put work first, because of course my children are number one in my life. Right. But if you looked at how I spent my time and energy, it would be that work is number one. 
So like what kind of, so like not even necessarily unhappy, but like what kind of imbalances in work do those women tend to need to do to balance? Well, the main one, like the elephant in the middle of the room, the main one I will say in that particular case is the fact that we really haven't had good role models in our lives of, of what, to, what it means to be successful, strong, driven, what I call embrace the masculine energy mm-hmm. at work. And at the same time, to be nurturing and receiving and curious and a little bit more passive, what is more of the feminine energy in our romantic relationships. So we, as women, we, you know, up until the 1900s, we didn't have many rights. We were at home. Most of us, there were, of course, the trailblazers that we owe them what we have today, but most of us, we were at home, married, and the guy will be the one going outside, working, making the money, having the goals, building the houses, driving the car, voting, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And he'll come home and he will expect a warm meal, sex and the kids clean and smelling good and the house clean and smelling good. And it was, I want to think a happy thing. It was a role model relationship. So we we had roles very specific. And as long as we were fulfilling the roles, it was good. Now, what happened is that as women, we started to evolve really fast. So we started to go out and we started working and we started voting and that change that evolution that we're still evolving really fast right now yeah of how it showed up in our um, in our life is that we got an opportunity to get out of the house for the ones that wanted to and join the workforce but that workforce was made by men Mm -hmm. so we joined a system that was made by men for men Mm -hmm. so what we did as women our grandmothers and mothers did because it was the only thing to do we adapted to their system made for men to men to fit men and that's why you have all those movies on this 80s of women being at the corp- at a corporate job and they are bitches they are right yeah you know because it's not their fault it's because in order to succeed in that environment we had to cop we had to join the system and the yeah. system was masculine so now things have gotten better we are evolving so now we have seen that that yes, we want to work, we want to be successful, we want to leave our mark in this earth, not only by having children, which is fabulous, and there is no better way to leave a mark in this world, uh, but we want to have a business, we, we have our aspirations, higher aspirations, we want intimacy, we want connection, we want to feel seen as women, and on the other hand, we haven't had 
and education and role models that supported us at that level of using our feminine energy. So what happened, long story short, and coming to your answer is we are using our masculine energy on our relationships. And in a relationship, there are two persons. It doesn't matter the sex. Mm -hmm. I don't, um, this is not about biology. This is about energy, what makes attraction. What is attraction? Attraction is a feeling between two different individuals. So they could be two women, two men, okay? Yep. Energies. So the feminine energy attracts the masculine energy. And that's how the relationship works. Now, in a re for a relationship, romantic relationship to work, there has to be a feminine energy and a masculine energy. We have to choose one. And most women that I know and that I work with, they want a man that is masculine in a yeah. romantic relationship. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that, because I in my head, I was trying to figure out how to ask the question without like subconsciously insulting my husband and calling him feminine, but like, okay, you're answering the question. So keep going. So yes, women tend to want the masculine energy. Yes. Yes, that's that's what we want. So the the grow the growing edge, the opportunity for growth that we have is to recognize that, to get clarity on that, to reflect on that and say, okay, what kind of energy I want to embrace at home with my husband mm -hmm. or if I am dating on my dates. Okay. And if she wants to attract a masculine energy man and have intimacy and connection and fulfillment and be seen and be cherished and adored as we all want, she'll have to choose the feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that she cannot do the masculine energy. Sometimes we can do things a lot better than the masculine energy, right. but it's a choice. So in that case is at work, we, we grab a hat and we put the hat of the masculine energy. We are linear, we are goal-oriented, we plan A plus B plus C equals D, one plus one equals two. Yeah. We are very, very um, driven and um, assertive and we are go-getters. Go now, when we go home, we need to switch the hat. And for that, sometimes it takes to, to park the car in the garage, in, the, in our um, garage and take a minute to do a little breathing exercise, to take a moment to get grounded in our feminine energy and to switch to being more receptive, being more um, curious, being more wondering, open, soft, nurturing, all those beautiful qualities that our men feels attraction for. Otherwise, if we come back home and we are still bossing him around and telling him what to do and what he did, criticize him, giving him advice, uh, stonewalling him, all that, he feels that he's leaving. He married a man with a stiletto heels and a dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. You continue to see me. Okay. So here's my, here's an issue though. So I am in my garage and I am like doing the exercise and taking my head off and like, I'm going to come into my home with my like sexy feminine energy. But then he goes, and this is just an example, you know, like goes like, Hey, did you see that email from the contractor? And I am just like, head off, other head on. Yes, I did. I responded and they're going to get it done by next week. And so like, I feel like with anything in a relationship, this has to be a realization of both sides that like I can put the hat on, but there are certain scenarios, like if he and I go on a date night and like, I, do we just need to like have communication of like, we cannot talk logistics because it feels like whether it's even logistics about the kids or like things like that, it's just like, I go into solving mode and then I'm assuming that masculine hat gets thrown back on. Yes. You answered your question right there and then. Yes. The best way for me to know, let's say hypothetical case, is you, you are happily married and all that, but uh, some happily married women hire me because there is always room for growth. Mm-hmm. Let's say you, ha- you, you call me and say, hey, Natalia, I want to have a, a coaching session with you. I'll tell you, bring your calendar. And I'll take a look at your calendar. And that tells me exactly where your relationship is at. Oh, tell me more. What do you mean? If you haven't scheduled time to nurture the relationship in that calendar, that relationship is not going anywhere. Mm. If you haven't scheduled time to read a book that nourish your womanhood and the relationship, if you're not actively taking inspired action towards adding some fertilizer to that plant that is a relationship, your relationship is not going anywhere. Best case scenario is staying where it is, mm-hmm. stagnant and boring. Worst case scenario is going down. Right. And that is your, I am huge on taking responsibility for our lives. I believe we are sovereign individuals and nobody has to make us happy. Mm-hmm. Nobody owns anything. So if we want something, it's not our fault that we are in this situation where we are at, whatever the situation is, stagnant, going down. It's not our fault. With a lot of love and kindness, we, we tell ourselves, that's okay, it's not our fault. But if I want to change it, it's 100% my responsibility to do something about it. So this wouldn't be, so I'm going to ask, this is, so there's a lot of times on the podcast where I'll ask a question for a friend and it's obvious I'm asking. This is actually not one of those times. So I am very blessed that um, if I told my husband like, hey, this is what we need to do so I can show up feminine and we can go, he would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you're like, saying this like yes but I can imagine that some women might say like well I can only do my part and my husband won't he like how do you what do you suggest in those scenarios where because like I I know those people I know those women that have that husband that would just like be like I'm not doing any of this it's a choice. 
it's a choice and it's a matter of priorities. If we want to have, uh, okay, but answering your question, because I think there is something very important. I would ask if, if a woman tells me that, what I ask her is, okay, I want you to tell me exactly what do you mean by I am, I did everything I could. Mm. For how long? How did it look like? I want to know details. And that tells me a lot. Mm-hmm. That tells me a lot. Okay. And then from there, we will go like, you know, well, if let's say she has done everything, she had spent the last year actively doing the best she can, and he is not willing to meet her, her needs, that's a different conversation. The conversation is more like, what is making you stay with a guy that is not able to be in a committed, intimate relationship? It It always comes back to us, Lauren. It's never about the guy. I get so many women telling me, well, so many women getting angry with me, playing out angry because I only coach women because they are like, men need this kind of Mm -hmm. work. Yeah, and I'm like, yes, they do, but that's the job for somebody else. Yeah, it's for somebody else, yeah. And second of all, my kind of work makes us empowered to be happy and fulfilled, no matter what men we have with us, what job we have with us. It's an inner job about ourselves. And if the guy, I call it a dance, a relationship, a dance. If the guy wants to dance and can dance, because some men cannot dance, some men cannot be in a relationship. I mean, they can be in a relationship, but they're useless, you know? So they can't be in a, in a, in a healthy relationship. So if the guy can and wants to dance, he will. Mm-hmm. He will jump on the floor and dance with her. And if he can't, for X, Y, or Z reason, that's a different conversation. Yeah, I got that. Okay. I don't know why I keep bringing up, uh, it's really funny because I'm just bringing up another box system. Oh, bring them on. Bring okay. Them on. Love okay. languages. So, oh. ta- okay. I'm so glad. Okay. okay. So, you talked about fertilizing a relationship. Yeah. And so, I think, like, in general, my opinion on, love languages and then I, I want to hear about like how to nurture and handle this and you're all like I want you to go on so fast but like I can't figure out mine because and my husband his is very clear but it always feels like it people are going to score whatever they don't receive so like I don't tend to be the most affirming person I'm, gonna, I'm working on it kind of like I could work on it more um I think I'm still I think I our anniversary was in September and I think I told him on our anniversary shoot I was gonna write you a love letter for our anniversary and his response was oh that would be really nice and he's like you still can and I'm like okay I'm totally going to and that was September 18th and it's December I still haven't done it but anyways so his is 
love or is affirmations, but I think it's just because he doesn't get a lot of it from me. If I gave him a ton of affirmations, I think that it would probably switch. So when you're talking about nurturing a relationship and nurturing your partner, fertilizing, I think is the word you were using. How do you, do you recommend like in multiple different ways doing this, touching on the physical, the affirmations, the gifts, all of this, or like, what do you, go ahead, take the floor. Well, that, that's a great question. Uh, so the easiest way to do it is going on a date, going on a date with him. Like once a week, there are going to be a couple of, once a week. Okay. Okay. There are going to be a couple of things that are going to be in your way. And one thing is going to be time. Mm -hmm. So you block it on your calendar as you block the meetings with your employees, as yep. you block the meetings with your clients. It's a matter of priorities. Your relationship should be top priority because that's the person that is sharing your life with you 24-7 for the rest of your life. When your job is not there, he's going to be there. When your kids are not there, he's going to be there. When your friends are not there, he's going to be there. And he's also the person that probably is influencing you the most. And uh, I love a, a phrase by Jim Roths that you probably know it. He says, we are the average of the five people we hang out mm -hmm. the most with. So your husband is probably the number one. Right, for your sure. Your kids and probably your man, your one employee or co-worker yes. anyway i so there is that that you need to make it a priority and you need so that's how you avoid the time problem yeah. you put it on your calendar and it's as important as a birthday it's as important as a graduation it's as important as so can be 45 minutes you don't even have to get out of the house you can have a picnic in your uh, in your living room where you are naked that day. Oh, I don't okay. know. Get creative. My eleven year old is going to be mortified. <laughs> and that brings me to the second uh, obstacle that most couples have, and is money, because you need a babysitter for your kids or somebody to take care of your kids. And then is if money is an issue that for a lot of couples is mostly if they have young kids and they're starting their family, you know. That, again, is about getting creative. Okay, do I have friends that are in my same situation? Can we switch? Like, mm -hmm. you know, okay, I'm having my date on Friday. You have it on Saturday. We drop off the kids. I drop off the kids. Family, neighbors. And if you don't have that network, that tribe around you, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Go and build it. You need it. It takes a village to raise a family. It does. It does. So yes, it's effort. It's not easy. But, you know, it's your life. And it's the only one that you have. And hopefully it was your decision to get married and to have kids. It's something that you wanted. So yes. if that was something that you wanted, you need to nurture it. So the easiest way is going on a weekly date. And as I said, it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be expensive. You know, it depends on, on your lifestyle. It depends on how, you know, you are. And then, you know, you make it different. Like if he likes words of affirmation and you have a hard time doing it naturally, 
So get creative. Where could you go on a date with him that you will naturally tell him how great he is? I don't know, maybe go and shoot darts. Mm. And then you can get excited and say, hey, well, maybe you will feel like telling him you're doing great, you know? Or you can have a cooking, um, you could cook together at home, you know? You get the kids out of the house for an hour or two and say, okay, it's cooking night. Um, to the, tonight we cook Italian and we drink wine from Italy and, you know, uh, could be, I don't know, if you live in a big city. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. So we can go to a hotel, to a five-star hotel. And if money is an issue, you can just go and sit on the lobby. Right, yeah. Talk, talk about other people, you know. It's super, super important that as a couple, that we make time to nurture that relationship. Because otherwise, it's really, really hard. It's really, really hard to find words of appreciation for somebody if you are always busy doing business. Yeah. Well, that actually, I don't want to, don't judge me for asking this question. I'm sure you So sometimes, so we, um, we went on a date, probably this was like two months ago. And uh, we've been on dates, a couple dates since then. We're on a bad streak of dates that are really awkward. Most of our listeners already know for that. Yeah. And it had just been a week. And so I said, like, as we're walking into the restaurant, I said, I do not want to talk about employees. I don't want to talk about renovation. I don't want to talk about like anything like that. But of course, I literally said it like that. Just like, I don't, I can't. And he's like, yep, sounds good. And we didn't know what to talk about like we literally you know like we've been together and we are verbal processors so we talk a lot a lot a lot and it was just like uh so do couples like you hear about the old married couple that doesn't talk to each other because they don't know what to say so like how what what's the solution there for a couple that has like just spent so much time solving problems and working that just being together, like they kind of forget how to have conversation? Well, that is very normal, Lauren. Don't feel like you are the only one. That is very normal. It's, it's, it, it happens a lot. It happens a lot because, you know, you, you, are, you are all the time together as, a, as business partners, but you also you are also married to each other mm-hmm. and you have been nurturing the business for so long that then when or, or taking care of the kids or the house you you are so busy that you the the romance the, the nurturing the relationship is missing and it takes a little while you know it's not like you you're gonna fix it in one day in one day yeah. it's gonna take a while it's like you know but the fact that uh if, if you if you order shoes, I am a runner. If I order running shoes at Zappos and they send me the wrong shoes, I'm just not going to stop running and not ordering more shoes anymore. I'm going to reorder the right shoes, mm-hmm. you know? So we have that tendency sometimes of being so black and white and feeling like, oh, we have to go on a date and we have to have this romantic conversation and sparkle. Right. No, it's just a matter of going out on a date. And if 
you don't have anything to say, just stay in silence for a second. Stay in silence, share the silence, grab his hand, look at him in the eye. That's it. Makes That's me it. really uncomfortable just imagining that. <laughs> no, I can do that. That is a good, that is a good uh, answer that you gave me because we want to feel the moment with words so we don't feel uncomfortable yep. of being with the other person. And in being with the other person, with your husband, is where the relationship is nourished. It's in the being, just you being there, sharing yourself, sharing your smile, sharing your, your womanhood, just being there. It's enough. You are enough as you are. You don't need to put out an act. You don't need to talk about things that you don't even care. And that's why the kind of work I do is so important because these women, they forget that just who they are, it's enough. We don't need to be smart, actually do being smart, having the right thing to say. That's what makes us an attractive to a man in relationship. That's masculine. That is, but yeah. when you are trying to talk to him, you are in your head. And if you're in your head, mm -hmm. you are dead. Drop to your heart. Drop to your heart. And just be with him. Instead of sitting one in front of the other, move your chair next to him. Try that. Yeah, Never I like that. In front of him. Because move next to him and put your hand on, on his on his thigh. I thought you were gonna say something else. Um I <laughs> um I, I think you hit the nail on the head. What are you prefer to? I'm like, okay, we got a date night and we haven't, we are only doing it once a month. So like not it, date night. Um, <laughs> um, you know, we only have a date night like once a month. So this needs to be a really good date night. And it's all in my head. It's right. all like, you know, and then like my personality because I'm an Enneagram three um, needs like the gold star of like, yes. And you had a great date night. You had great conversation. You had great, like, and so that's all head. So like everything you just said, I like really needed to hear. Drop into your heart. When you are with him in that date, just maybe before when you're in the car, maybe hold hands with him and say, let's do a little box breathing exercise. You know, when you breathe for four, breathe in for four, breathe out for four, breathe in for four, breathe out for four. Do that four times holding hands. Just connect to each other. You can do that with him. He'll be okay. He won't oh, he'll be okay. Yes. I'm the one who's okay. like, You'll my skin okay. is crawling, going like, uh-huh, sure. He would, oh my God, I think he might get tears of joy if I asked him to do that. <laughs> I love my husband so much. Am I the problem? Natalia, am I the problem? <laughs> well, there is no problem to begin with. So if I am being feminine and I'm doing this, does the man, does the masculine energy kind of automatically start returning? Like, because you said they attract. So like, if yes, I you know, start- And if it doesn't, you click your fingers like that two times and it happens. I'm messing with you. I'm okay, I'm going like, I'm pretty sure you're joking. <laughs> but you also really know a lot about the brain. So I'm like, maybe it's like yes. some weird hack. 
No, that is back to the masculine energy. I mean, it's a good question. I, I, I'm, I'm going to answer it because I don't want to be a jerk because it's a good question. But also I need to, I need to make the joke to show you that that is masculine energy. Trying we to solve. To where know the result. We do A because we want B. Mm -hmm. And feminine energy, it's all about riding the waves. Mm -hmm. Being okay with the unknown not being the goddess of fun and light because you want a result that is an agenda that uh -huh. is an agenda and he can smell that and you shouldn't even bother if you have an agenda because he, he can smell that as much as you can smell when he when he's super nice and it's too much and you're like oh he wants sex yeah, yeah. He, he wants to go uh, work football with his friends you yeah. know the same way you can pick those things Yes. can too so this is about you exploring how to have fun and how to feel great in your relationship again how to reconnect your relationship with him so the fact that you are being the way you are being is the goal mm -hmm. if he answers you if he responds in a way that is masculine and that you like, that's the cherry on top of the cake. Yeah. Now you made your husband, and we all do that, not only you, you made your husband the way he is through training him for 12 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it may take longer than one date yeah. for him to believe you that this is who you are, that from now on, you are going to go on a date that, again, it doesn't have to be even outside of the house. It can be inside of the house. But you are going to block one or two hours a week for their relationship because there is Lauren, there is your husband, and you're two individual human beings. And then you have the third entity that is the relationship. And that relationship, it needs nourishing. Mm -hmm. And there is Lauren and there is your husband and there is another entity that are your kids and there is another entity that is your business. And each one of those require a different version of you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. You cannot expect your kids to love you and respect you on the long run. And by that, I mean, when they're teenagers and adults, yep. if you come back home and you tell them, do that. And they say, like, why? Because I said so. They may do it, but they won't respect you. Right. Okay. So. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm following. I'm following. You know what I love about being a podcast host is I get to just have like experts on. And then it's like a free therapy session for me. <laughs> like I have gotten a ton out of this. Thank you. Um, what, what did you get? Tell me something you got. Well, I think you really poked holes in like how when I think I'm dropping into feminine, I'm still in masculine. But that's I'm okay. Not, that's yeah. okay. Thinking about that is still masculine. It's just a matter of <laughs> you asked me what I learned. I had to add, well, I had to well, jump into well, masculine right, right, to yeah. answer. Yeah. Well I'm being super masculine right now. Yeah. But that's okay. you can be super masculine at your job. Well yeah don't worry about that. Yeah, oh, that's why you're good at what you do. It's because so you have if someone wants to work with you, how do they work? How, tell people where to find more of you um, and how do they work with you? 
the best way I found is through Instagram. I am at, my handle is at Epic Love Coach because I have a link on my bio that uh, links to all my website, my calendar, everything, my YouTube channel, everything. So I think that's the best easy way. And almost everybody is on Instagram. So yeah. at Epic Love Coach. Perfect. We will have that link below too. So thank you so much. Um, this is wonderful. Oh, thank and you. I, thank you. I, I already adore you. You are amazing. And I'm always at the end of these things where I'm like, I really hope the listeners got something out of this, but I know I did. So that's all that really matters. And you did, people did too. Yeah. Exactly. If the right people will get, get it. You know that. Thank you so much. All right, She Slayers, uh, check out her Instagram. There's a ton of resources and stuff. Go check out her YouTube channel, a book of session with her, whatever, whatever you're feeling compelled to do. So until next week, bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <music>